You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. AW Revolution, it's a complete preview. Will it deliver? I don't think it will. It's Bilal Bakani for The Express, joined by my second favorite Daniel, Daniel Shahori. Hello. And good old AR, Alex Ross. Alex, your Zoom name is AR. Is that an honor of the nickname I gave you, or is it just your initials? Absolutely, it's an honor. Yes. Okay, so here we are, AW Revolution. I'm not even sure if I'm actually going to pay for this pay-per-view, Dan and Alex. It's, we know what they're going to do. They're going to start at 7.30 with the pre-show or whatever, and it's going to go probably until midnight, which is why we're doing a preview podcast. I'm too much of an old man to stay up and do a post-podcast with you guys. It's past my bedtime. So here's my thing. I'm looking at this card. I, I see the matches. I am not super excited about any of this. Dan, what are you excited about? Well, I am excited for to see who the surprise. There's two surprises they've they're promised. Uh, hmm. Two people. So I'm I'm curious about that. Uh, I'm I, I you know I I am kind of excited for the Young Bucks match, hmm. Jericho and MJF. Uh, usually the the battle royal tag team matches are entertaining. Mm-hmm. I can, you know what? I, I'm excited for. It'll be easier to look. There's two things I'm not excited about: is the big money mat match with Adam yeah. Page, and there's another one that I, I don't think that needs to be on this card, which is the the Miro match, which is it's got no business being on this. This should be on Dynamite next. Uh, according to the website, it's not even on the card. Uh, Alex, does any of this stuff interest you, or is there anything that could interest you on this card? If Shaq returns to fight Dennis Rodman, <laughs> I'd be interested in watching uh, an NBA Legends match. Oh, me too. I don't even like NBA. Uh, into that. Wouldn't we all? Okay, let's go through this match by match, and we'll throw in our picks as we go. We've got an exploding barbed wire death match for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega... Callis will be in his corner, of course, and John Moxley. I, Dan, I, I got to be very honest. I don't like these super hardcore, gross matches. Mm-hmm. There's a version of ECW I enjoyed, and then it kind of goes too far. But I also don't think there's any chance in hell Moxley wins this belt. So, what's the big deal? Uh, not likely that he wins as well. To be honest, I've never seen one of these matches. I've only mm-hmm. seen clips. I think there's only been. I believe three that have been recorded on some sort of proper television, mm-hmm. but I've never watched one. So I'm, you know, I'm curious about it, but uh, there's going to be a lot of plunder on the show with that in the street fight. So Alex, uh, do you feel like you've taken some bad mushrooms with everything we've just said? Uh, I mean, I think AEW is getting a lot of good press and doing a lot of the right things, but I think, that's where they peak. The rest of it seems kind of on a, like not, not something I'm interested in, in watching like this pay-per-view is not really on my radar. Okay. So Alex, let me ask you a question as a casual, very casual AEW fan. Very what, casual. What press have you, what mainstream press have you been aware of from that company mm. the past week? Great question. You ready? Yeah. Uh, the go, the go big show mm-hmm. with Cody, the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes and host Burt Kreischer. And the, 
announcers keep screwing up Burt Kreischer's names when they do the promo, and, and it's become this. It's become this like if you're a fan of Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura and these guys. Uh, they keep replaying the fact that Burt Kreischer is like this like C-list celebrity in the comedy world and even like a D-list wrestling, I don't know if that's fair to say, C-list wrestling company um, keeps screwing up the announcement of the promo like each time, like almost to the point, like are they doing this on purpose, like Starbucks writing the names wrong on your cup because it becomes viral in a sense in that small little if you're a fan of that community, which there are a dedicated culty base, that kind of good promo, the go big show mixed in with Cody Rhodes and AEW. And then of course, Shaq, like I, I mentioned Shaq earlier because that's huge. Yeah. No pun intended wrestling news to have a, hey, it's not the first time. It's not uncommon to have an athlete, especially a basketball player, but Shaq is like such a legend. He's on TV, on TNT. You know, he's he's relevant. Mm. That somebody as relevant as Shaq being involved in AEW is big promotion. So was that it? Did you hear any of the other big news from that company? Uh, wow. I can't believe there's something beyond that. No. <laughs> it, please let me know if there is. I mean, that's, that's the only thing that's really on my radar. I was referring to the signing of uh, Paul White, Big Show. You had heard about that. What? See, no, didn't even, <laughs> didn't hear that eclipsed. That's funny because Shaq and all this other stuff has kind of eclipsed that. Mm. I didn't even know the guy. Do you mean the, you mean the, the former wrestler turned Netflix sitcom star? Yep. Yes. That's correct. Yep. And he's returning, even though he's probably retired at one point. Mm-hmm. He's going to be Is he in the Hall of Fame? Not yet. Because they Not scooped yet. him. They scooped him. Like he was on. Raw six weeks ago. Really? Oh. That's exciting. The 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 behind the scenes soap opera is always just as exciting, right? Yeah. So to know that he was on a WWE stage a month and a half ago and then AEW saw an opportunity to they probably saw how big of a pop he was getting and they're like, let's captive you know, let's capitalize on this. That's right. They well they it was a they buried him in a backstage segment with Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. That was the last time they saw him on TV. And then he went to the other company because of that. That's exciting news from just like a business side of things. And it segues great into the card because the big show, one of his great tag team partners was Chris Jericho. And he's got a new tag team partner, MJF. The inner circle is taking on the Young Bucks, the air quotes, world's greatest tag team and the AEW tag team champions. Dan, I understand the Young Bucks are great. I, I will give them that. They've never been my cup of tea, but they are quite great. This Jericho-MJF thing is good. I can't really see Jericho and MJF winning these titles. Maybe I've just been deluded by how long the story has gone on, and it just seems like they've built up so much tension that this has to fail. And here you have the Young Bucks, who have called themselves the best for so long. If they drop the titles here, it kind of you know, makes their book look like a lie. I just, you know, as much as I love this match and I will like watching it, it's very hard to see a title change here. I could see it going either way. I could see, because there's definitely uh, a lot of things you can do with Jericho and MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, you know, he, he, Jericho could be a Le Champion again. Mm-hmm. They could, they could, and MJF is, has yet to have a belt. So I could see them doing that. And then I could see the Young Bucks sort of feuding with, the good brothers because they have belts. True. So maybe, but I could also see that the, 
the Bucks have a longer reign. And uh, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll mention something later when we get to the Battle Royal because that'll, that'll fit into what is possible, what comes out of that. Alex, does this do anything for you? Uh, like I'm like it's cool. Like again, I'm uh, other than Big Show and Jericho potentially kind of teaming up or you know having some storyline like. AEW clearly knows that they need to pull the big strings, Sting included. Mm-hmm. You know, we forgot about Sting too. Like, I'm gonna we'll get, get to that. <laughs> this is a big, so, yeah. Like, it, I, I only care about AEW using their power to bring back the nostalgia, which they're doing that quite well. Mm-hmm. Like you, you would have loved Alex, and I don't know if we'll even get to it, so I'll throw it in now. The Four Horsemen thing they did on mm-hmm. Dynamite this week with uh, the, the Revolution or the Revolt or whatever they're called, and Sean Spears, uh, who the fourth member will be is a real question, but certainly oh, that yeah. is potentially out there for you. Now, I, I don't usually do this, but I, I'm missing half of this match, and I'm going to leave it like this because it's not my job to do AEW's website. They really suck at it. Hikaru Shida will defend her AEW championship, the women's championship, against the winner of their important tournament that they mainly put on YouTube, mainly put on Bleacher Report. Yeah. Well, the last part of it was on Bleacher Report, which was not easy to watch, by the way. I just gave up when it stopped streaming at the end. But, and they haven't updated the website. I, I vaguely remember who won this, but I don't really care. And I don't really think it matters. It was the winner came from the Japanese side. She was quite impressive. The name escapes me. But ultimately, I can't imagine they're going to take the title off Sheeta here. I don't think so. And again, and I admit as well, I've already forgotten her name. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, that was the first time that I saw her. Mm-hmm. I don't follow, obviously, the, the Japanese scene very closely. Uh, so, but, but that being said, I am, I am looking forward to that match regardless. Yeah, Alex, we've talked about Sheeta before. And... and you know, I will say this. You can make an argument about Japanese wrestlers in North America, but we've seen Yoshirai succeed. We've seen Asuka sh- succeed. I can't even say succeed. We have seen Shinsuke Nakamura succeed to the point where two of the people I just mentioned won Royal Rumbles. One of them uh, is the NXT champion right now. So I really think this is on AEW, and I don't think it was the right choice to take a Japanese female wrestler who's not developed, bring in another Japanese wrestler who you can't even mention on the damn website. You know, we're sitting here on Friday night before this card, and this happened on Wednesday. Who the heck is their IT person or their web writer? Uh, anyways, Alex, your thoughts. Um, well, again, can we just talk to me about Shaq, Big <laughs> Show, we'll and Ding, yeah. and... Yeah, so, uh, Alex, what... what, what AEW might do what WWE failed to do is that they talked for years and years and years to have Shaq versus Big Show at WrestleMania. Mm. And they never did it. What? So what? That, so now what? this is something they can do. <clears throat> well, great! Like it's so funny that AEW is like, hey, remember all those failed like WWE attempts at mm. interesting concepts? Let's make them a reality here and like like. My favorite comic book were the What If series that Marvel did. It's like, what if Marvel, what if like Wolverine was able to breathe in space and had a fight with the Silver Surfer in the sky and in, in orbit, like stuff like that. Like it's like, well, 
probably never going to happen, but what if? And then they, the whole comic book would be these kind of alternate universe. I think AEW's pulling all the strings. Like, I think they don't have a choice. AEW's either like, we're, we got to go big, no pun intended, now and, and, and you know, pull some moves, pull the rug under WWE. You know, again, I, I think we've all, we've all, we always kind of end up talking about how like secretly AEW is owned by WWE and, you know, <laughs> I think just you talk about, I that. forgot about that theory. <laughs> that, that's a good theory because why would big show be able to show up and then not, and not be in his contract that he, he can't be on another wrestling program for a certain amount of time. Six, six weeks seems pretty short. So under contract. Yeah. Clearly. Somebody dropped the ball and that. that's a fair point. He wasn't I, under contract. Otherwise that wouldn't have happened. You know, Alex, you bring up a great thing because, you know, speaking of the big show, he's supposed to make a big announcement of this legendary yes. or future legend type person he's going to introduce. And, you know, we could fantasy book who that's going to be for the rest of this podcast. We're not going to do that. Please don't do that. But we will talk about it. The, the person it should be, I think, who they need the most would probably be Selena Vega. If you could pick somebody this company desperately needs, it would be somebody on her level. A great, that's not who they're talking about, though. Well, I, I, I know, but uh, it just maybe it's leader. They could bring her in. And if that was who that was, that's mm-hmm. going to be a major disappointment. Because they hype that you have to deliver on what that, that big show's promised. Well, he said a Hall of Fame worthy person is coming to this company on Sunday. In AEW, she'd be in their female Hall of Fame. Right. I'll tell you right now, she'd be a first class Hall of Famer. But they're not. They're expecting CM Punk. They're not expecting her. Oh, they're never going to get CM Punk. But anyways, um, they do have a Hall of Famer in Sting. He's going to team up with the TNT champion Darby Allen in a street fight against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks of Team Taz. You know, Dan, I, I love Sting. I like this thing with Darby Allen, but I have a few problems with this. One, we don't get a TNT championship match. I'm not crazy about that. Two, th- this Team Taz build, Alex, you missed nothing. It's basically just here's Darby Allen and here's Sting and here's Team Taz and Sting's in his 60s. We can't do much with him. So they're just mainly going to stare at each other for many months here and there's really going to be no physical contact and also Taz's son, Hook, is here as well. And I don't so know. So recently. Yeah. I, I, anyways, Dan, I, I just, I don't know. I don't really, like, I, I like these guys. I don't care about this anymore. Well, I thought this was going to be a cinematic match, but apparently it's not. Mm, that's a great so, idea, though. Uh, I, I assumed it was, but mm. apparently it's not. So you're going to see Sting's first match since that WrestleMania match with Seth Rollins. Oh, jeez. Um, or was that a WrestleMania match? But the match with Seth Rollins. It wasn't a WrestleMania. It might, yeah, it was probably after WrestleMania. I think his yeah. WrestleMania match was Triple H. Triple H. Because you know so, that's the match everybody wanted, not the Undertaker. <clears throat> five years. So his first match in five years, and he's sixty-one. So Alex, does that appeal to you? Uh, what? What specifically? Well, you're going to see <laughs> to see that the that Sting is going to be in a street fight for his his first match live in five years and the man is now 61 years old and he's had many, many neck injuries. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like he has to do that because he can't take real bumps. Something's going to be, something's going to be weird. Like he's going to use a bat or a car or they're going to get like a, they're going to exactly. So that's, that's for the street fight, but it's not a cinematic match. It's, It's live. 
in the ring. Yeah, neither was Matt Hardy when he mm. missed the. Oh yeah. Well, remember when he missed that power bomb where he missed, and we were really scared there for a second. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope they've learned their lesson from that. That's a really good point, Alex. And I sort of pushed that out of my brain because I hated it so much. Oh, like, no. that is not what I want to see. I love you know. Let's just. I'm going to keep. We're going to move on because that just made me sad. We've got the face of the Revolution ladder match: Cody Rhodes. Lance Archer, uh, Pento El Cerro, we've got uh, M, let's read that part, Scorpio Sky, and again, AW didn't update their website after Dynamite, so I honestly don't know, Dan, if it's Max Caster, or if Max it's Caster. Preston, okay, I won't even finish that sentence. It is and Max then, Caster. Okay, not that I, and I watched the match, and I forgot, so I kind of can excuse them not updating the website, because it was, and then like, the mystery person. Yeah, the, okay, so let's start with that because I don't care about Caster and fans. Like, why are these guys even in this match? And why is Ray Phoenix, like, I actually wrote down Ray Phoenix. I'm like, how the hell is Ray Phoenix not in this match? Like, why did he- he's in the other one. He's in the tag team one. I guess. We'll get to that because that's yeah. going to be my choice for that. Uh, anywho, I, who is the mystery person going to be, Dan? Because I, I so, just, I hate this. So I'm asking, I'm curious if it's going to be the same person that Big Show is talking Ooh, about. Yeah. Or are they separate sense. people? If they're well, separate people, I hmm. think it's gonna, uh, it might be a surprise like RVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, people seem to think it's possibly Christian, but I don't think it is. No, no, no. Especially with Edge going, I highly doubt it's Christian. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but otherwise, it could be – who knows? But otherwise, it could be the same person that Big Show's referring to. Interesting. Alex, your, your thoughts on uh, a ladder match that isn't Money in the Bank? It's basically my yeah. I, I actually, I actually think that uh, AEW, when you give them a gimmick like a street match or a ladder match, they actually go above and beyond because I think they know they have to be different yeah. using these tools that they're kind of given. And so it's always nice to see what twist AEW is because I think they're less afraid of you know certain outcomes where mm-hmm. wwe is like written to uh, the you know an exact science and they had nothing to say that AEW doesn't also have that science i just think it's a lot looser like i think they're they're not too worried about outcomes and and how it projects and i think they're just looking towards more of like the best match possible because they don't really have you know deep deep storylines with anything in particular so it's always just interesting to see what they're going to pull out of their hat, especially with something like a ladder match. Yeah, incredibly well said. And I'll add this, Dan, before you jump in. Always remember, WWE is written predominantly or planned by Vince McMahon for, you know, an audience of children as far as his target demographic. Did you hear about the additional gimmick in this ladder match? Uh, is it that they get a world title shot or are you referring to something else? It's, it's the TNT title shot, but I am referring to what they're reaching for. Mm-hmm. which is not a briefcase. It's an actual brass ring, which, as you know, is in reference to what Vince McMahon always mm-hmm. tells the wrestlers to reach for. <clears throat> very, 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 very interesting. That, that is actually, an, you know, to Alex's point, that's a nice way to sort of differentiate yourself and sort of take a jab at the competition at the same time. So pretty, pretty clever there. Um, I, I don't know if I'd call this next match clever, but we'll see. We've got the big money match money match with big money Matt Hardy taking on hangman Adam uh, Page and I don't know why I wrote just hangman Page anyways um, this is really interesting Alex I'm going to go to you first because this is I just want your initial reaction to this 
So the winner of this match gets all the first quarter earnings from the other superstar. Say that again? So the winner of the big money match between Matt Hardy and Hangman Adam Page will get all the earnings the loser would otherwise have earned in AEW uh, throughout the first quarter. That's so funny. Like, is, is, so they can't fire people because AEW has like a small roster to beginning in the beginning. So instead of like a, a you're fired match, it's a, you know, give me your last two weeks of pay match. Like, is that yes. how this works? Like, yeah, basically, yeah, but, or, or the accountants like, <laughs> in the storytelling room. I'm not sure. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, like come up with a better, idea, a, a better gimmick. Yeah. Well, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. Sorry. It's, it's a weak gimmick, but at least the, it, there's potential to it leading to an interesting storyline, depending if, if Matt Hardy loses, then his gimmick is big money is shot. And if Adam mm-hmm. Page loses, then I don't know. You can do something there where he's broke ass Adam Page for a while. Right. I, I, yeah, I, I'm sort of with, with Alex on this. Like, you you already got Hardy in the private party situation. Like, he probably should just be ringside in the next match we're about to talk about and be doing stuff there. Now, is he not going to be ringside? I don't know. And with Hangman Page, he's got this whole thing with the Dark Order, which is kind of not really resolved. It's kind of still out there. And I, I get it. They're keeping him hot for an eventual Kenny Omega promo uh, program. But just do, just do the prompt. Just do it. Like, have him face Kenny Omega now. Moxley's now. not going to – Yes, you, you should have built that – What is the Moxley program? I want to – I don't it. think we're going to get that till. I'm going to guess, like, late 2021. Well, I, I don't uh, – Yeah, I, I couldn't care. Like, I know Moxley's – Like, Renee Peckhead is pregnant. He is going to take time off with her. That's right. There is no way he gets the title. I don't really – like. This doesn't really matter, as you kind of alluded to. It's just going to create sort of a echo of a program after in terms of somebody's gimmick that's going to expire in three months. And it's, you know, it's the third quarter. We're already in March. Like, they're going to start earning money, like, right after this match anyways. So, and you assume these guys have money in the bank. So, I, I, don't, I, just, I don't care. All right, let's get to the last match because I don't know what else to add to that. We've got the casino a tag team match, uh, or at least that's what I wrote down from the website. It's probably called something a little bit better than that. We've got is it Bear Country, uh, Dan? This team of bear guys, I believe. Yep. You can tell from the graphic. We've got two of the teams from the Dark Order. The two you would assume. You've got Santana and Ortiz. You've got Butcher and the Blade. You've got Private Party, and it's it's Top Flight, not the Acclaimed, because they don't bother to put names on their website. But I believe one of the guys in the Top acclaimed, Flight is in it. Yeah. Yeah, and the Top Flight is in it. And the winner of this will get a tag team title shot. So interestingly, and for anybody. And yeah. there's one more team, oh. which is the team that I'm going to pick to win this mm-hmm. is um, Phoenix and Pack. Yes. Uh, I guess they weren't on the graphic either because I would have freaking recognized. But they're Pac. in it and yeah. they're probably going to win it. Yeah, I would say so. They've looked incredibly strong, notable. And again, you guys can't see this because yeah. it's just us doing a Zoom for our own purposes but I'm sort of wearing an SCU shirt and the whole gimmick with SCU right now is if they lose, right. it can't be a team again. And does that count whatever, if they don't win this? Well, they're not in this because they, they are. In, wanna, sorry. They are in this as well. Damn it. AEW. Who is doing uh, your website? Like I'm staring at the graphic. This, yeah. Like I recognize fricking bear country. They're obviously not on the graphic. Okay. So they're in this too. Listen, if SCU is in this, they absolutely should win. That's a program I want to see. I guess. If so you want to see, 
Okay, so so going back to uh, what I was uh, bookmarking before is yeah, it's going back to who wins with the Bucks and Jericho and MJF. Yep. It depends on who wins this, right? So if if say Phoenix and Pack wins, mm-hmm. I really want to see them versus the Bucks because that's going to be incredible, right? Mm-hmm. But if MJF and Jericho are meant to win, then I could see SCU winning. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I'll, I'll give AEW some credit. Even if you win this match, you could always shoehorn a third team in there, right? Like, sure. if you have Jericho and MJF, you can put Santana and Ortiz in there. But then, for that matter, Santana and Ortiz, like, actually, they could face either of the champions straight out. Oh, that would be interesting if, if they had to face Jericho and MJF. Well, even and to your point, this will be earlier in the card. So to have those guys watching, you know, not from a weird yes. angle backstage yeah. and building that tension. So I, I will give them a lot of credit. They've done a good job with their tag team division. There's a bunch, like, even the Dark Order. I, w- I really wouldn't be that opposed, except Bear Country. I don't think they have any business. I think it's too soon for top flight. No. Uh, private yeah. parties got their impact tag team title shots are fine. Alex, do, do any of these teams appeal to you? Do, do any of them excite you? Or are these just names we're dropping on you and they mean nothing? Yeah, again, if I were to watch this and actually, like, pay attention and, and enjoy this, I'd be looking for the standouts. I'm looking for the next stars. AEW is star creators, you know? WWE is, is where people go to get comfortable and either become mega stars, but, you know, I'm looking for the next big star to shine, and especially when you have that many people in the ring. Mm-hmm. Who's the standout? And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, no, I think that's really well put. And uh, I was watching the countdown to this, which, I again, I just – I zoned out because there wasn't much to it. But the one thing that really stood out was MJF saying he was 24 in a year on television, on national television, he had made himself a star. And that goes exactly to Alex's point. That is the value. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we might as well talk about Orange Cassidy and this. Dan, can you set up the match, actually? Let's go into that because it's, it's damn well not on the AEW website either. Well, I'm hoping maybe they took that off because they certainly don't need it. It's Orange Cassidy and Chuck uh, Taylor, Chucky, Charles versus Miro and Kip Sabian. And was there a stipulation? Uh, no reason. This is a dynamite match. This should not be on the show. Well, this program should be over, Dan. Like, wh- 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 when I agree. When when did his best man stuff? Was it first tease in May? May, maybe. Jeez, it was. It was either May or it was one of the following. Oh, so like. So when, when Miro arrived, yes, okay. No, not, not even but, when he arrived, but when Kip teased having the best man, I think it was on the May pay-per-view. Maybe. So, so we're, we're, we're looking at almost a year. You know, you go from the fifth month to the third month, and, I, you know, you're going, you know, I'm literally taking this from the, you know, inception of the, the team to this rivalry, but they're, they're really one and the same. And you're, you're right. This is one of the deadest programs uh, of any Wednesday night show. I think you could argue this is the worst program. This is worse than anything NXT has, which is saying a lot because NXT has a lot of stuff that's almost this bad. Uh, I'll be the first to admit it. And, and look, they've lost the Wednesday night war. I will concede that to you. Not so much to Dynamite, but to hockey. Because to hockey. <laughs> the USA <laughs> Network wants to play yeah. hockey on Wednesday. And, and realistically – you know, they're, they're still paying WWE $50 million for NXT, you know, over this deal. Like, the price hasn't changed. And if anything, these two shows being on different nights, they're both going to do a million viewers. Um, so it's going to be good for everyone. Although, you know, going back to the big show, with him doing this elevation show on Tuesday, they'll still be in competition. So, you know, maybe we're just splitting hairs and all this stuff. 
Um, you know, but I guess before we go, uh, Dan, do you want to go to anything else? And then we'll give Alex the floor here. There's a chance that NXT might just go back to the network and stay on Wednesdays. There's a chance for that. Just, just so they can still F with AEW. Uh, you know, to your point, I think, I, I don't, I, I think Vince will take the USA money and run. I, I don't think, I think that's ultimately, because to your point, I, they will probably put something on Wednesday on the network. That could be NXT. Oh, maybe. That could oh. be 205 Live. Like, I, I don't know how, how because I think ultimately they wanted to, here's the thing. If Vince just wanted to compete directly, he could have kept it on the network the whole way. But ultimately, that asset of NXT was worth $50 million. So they've got a two-year, you know, granted a deal they're halfway through, I believe, deal with USA. And if, you, if you've learned anything from Raw, USA Network and NBC Universal to that point, they are very, very comfortable with just sitting on WWE programming. They made Raw three hours. They suggested the 24-7 championship. Like, they are all in on WWE and this Peacock deal they're even more all in. Like, you, you know, if that Fox deal is not renewed, I guarantee you NBC will be all over that, whether it's for the NBC network or if it's for USA, like they would be on that. So I, I will respectfully disagree, but let, let's throw it over to Alex because I don't want to put him to sleep before we get out of here. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, like AEW is for the standouts. Who's going to impress me? AEW stands out superstars, but they also stand out kind of street fights and, and ladder matches. I just want to see what they're going to do differently. And really, I'm going to see the highlights anyway. So, you know, it's like a good baseball series, and I, and I can't wait to watch the highlights. In summary, I will say this. World title, not going to change. Tag titles, okay, they might change. Women's title, not going to change. TNT title can't change hands. All of these number one contendership things – I don't see titles changing hands on those. So, you know, my takeaway from this, Dan, is this might be the first AW show I actually don't pay for and don't watch because I, I've been pretty disappointed overall by their pay-per-views. They're too long. They, you know, they put too much time in between them. There's not much momentum in these programs coming in. And look, NXT has the opposite problem where, you know, they're, they're pimping out Finn Balor and Adam Cole next week with minimal build, you know, there's some backstory there, but you know, they're just flipping things at the drop of a hat week to week. So you can't win, you know, you've either got knee jerk WWE or you've got AEW edging you on for a million years in the case of uh, this whole Miro thing. That's been a, a year long journey in one feud, which is all sucked. Um, I'll throw it over to you. I agree this is going to be too long and a couple matches are unnecessary, but mm. I am actually, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to this because there's a lot of interesting talking points. Uh, do you think, Blau, that do you think the barbed wire match is going to be good? I, my personal, I, I know how I'm going to feel. I'm going to be uncomfortable and I'm going to be a little disgusted and I know the title's not going to change hands. I'm sure they will do enough to break down that presupposition. I think they will be able to tell enough of a story that, you know, like, it's not going to be like Roderick Strong in NXT where I'm like, this guy has no business being in the ring with Finn Balor. 
Like they will do enough to make it interesting. But I just know going into this, this is not what I wanted. This is just not what I wanted. It's not what I asked for. And it's, it's almost impossible for me to get excited about this disgusting, over-the-top, gimmicky match where I, I have zero thought the title – like, John Moxley is not going to win this title and go home to Renee Paquette and take maternity leave. It's not going to happen. Kenny should have just beat him up and had this match with Hangman and Adam Page because we know they're going to go there. All of the history is already done. You had months to build this. Like, you have all of the story there. I, yeah. My only guarantee on that match is that Jim Cornette is going to hate it. Well, that's always a guarantee. Alex, uh, we'll give you the absolute last word on this podcast, which could just be goodbye if you want. More Shaq. More <laughs> Big Show. More Sting. AEW, don't fuck it up. Well, that's how TNA fucked it up. I, I couldn't say it better than that. Uh, good old AR Alex Ross. He's quite a bit more competent than Jim Ross at this point. The second greatest oh, Daniel in the world, Daniel Shahori. He is you. not quite promoting me and Alex as much as uh, Daniel uh, Bryan promotes Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura, but maybe next time. And uh, enjoy AW Revolution. We won't do a post-podcast, but you've got our previews. You know what we think. I don't really think the three of us are going to have drastically different opinions after and, um, geez, Dan, what is the next, I, I guess, Fastlane? We'll do a Fastlane? Yes, Fastlane. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a dry run of Fastlane, much like WWE with the Peacock Network, and we'll see if anything crashes. Until oh, that's then, right. you're listening to The Express. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 